1: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal.
2: takes everybody up. Messi has got it!
1: From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. And he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapino! From Zlatan Ibrahimović's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair...
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Backliners podcast. Aggro joined by Barracuda, as per usual. Uh, we missed you guys last week, but uh, I knew that midseason patch notes was going to come out. I know we'd have plenty to talk about this week. Um, Barra, first of all, how I know you've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time because <laughs> you, you're, you're trying to join in on the hype. You, you haven't seen the show before. No. Give me your thoughts, because I just re-watched it. I just rewatched it.
3: Okay, so I'm seven episodes in, and well, beginning of episode seven, and I didn't think it was. Uh, I'm gonna have to word this carefully.
2: Uh huh, yeah. You're on, you're on thin ice here, mister.
3: Very cartoony and mm-hmm. feels very Y 7
2: Mm hmm. It is both of those it is literally both of those things. So
3: that's why it feels that way. (laughs) It does Um, feel that way. Going into it, I was expecting more anime y and it's very cartoony. But if I'm in the mood for it, I actually like it a lot. I'm it's a good chill show. Yeah. I'm I think I'm getting into like the main story. I've gotten past like I guess the character building or whatever you want to
2: call it. Here's here's the thing, and Vera. The character building never stops. The characters continue <laughs> to evolve. It's what makes the show great. You are at the worst part of the show, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: that's what everyone says. So it's like
2: it is. It is very much worth it. Um, it is very not anime. It's very no. like Western for sure. It's
3: very Scooby y
2: Very scary Scooby y But uh,
3: well, I didn't think you were gonna agree with it.
2: No, I agree. I do. It's. I mean, it's definitely not super anime like um mm-hmm. but it's great joe my fiance, who hates anime uh enjoyed <laughs> avatar we just finished season one of korra i've never seen korra before uh season one was good season one was good i've heard it goes downhill after that but that's all right
3: after okay. season one of korra
2: yeah after season one of korra i heard it gets worse
3: but yeah people told me to go ahead and watch both that i would enjoy both but everyone's like the last airbender is just so much better
2: yeah i like the the last airbender more so far for sure um, yeah, so
3: I'm probably just not gonna watch Korra. Okay, obviously.
2: season one, it's it's cool. It's got some really cool ideas. Well, I'll talk to you about it later. We're, it's not gonna be a whole Avatar podcast because we have a lot to get to Hi. today. Uh, we gotta go through all. Of, we're not gonna go through literally every single mid season change, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. try. I want to go over the hunter stuff in depth because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, and um, just kind of the zoomed out view of some other things. Uh, also in chat. I have not decided or prepped on what random question we're going to have at the very end that we normally like to do. So start thinking about uh what, you know, like what did we do last time our favorite snacks of some kind or ice cream? No, we did ice cream it was then, ice cream. It yeah, was and ice then cream. we both got ice cream. Um
3: it was not good. We got sick.
2: Yeah, you got a little bit unlucky, huh? No more <laughs> no more shake and shake for you guys.
3: That was so bad. I got just real quick. I paid like I paid like, <laughs> like five dollars and fifty cents for a chicken finger plate. I was really excited. Uh-huh. I got three chicken fingers that were the length of my like middle finger. I would say, okay. which is I have a I have tiny fingers, short fingers, and I got three of them.
2: Really, you're a small hand gang too. I don't I don't have a I don't no, I feel like I've got kind of small hands for how tall I am.
3: How do you know if you have small hands?
2: I don't know. They just don't look that big. You know?
3: Mine are definitely small-ish. Like, I cannot palm a basketball easily. I can't
2: palm a basketball at all. I probably... Yeah. We'll compare yeah. hand sizes eventually. Right, okay. With the pandemic is um, <laughs> Next time you come over, we'll just hold hands for a the, little bit. It's, my dream come true. Okay. <laughs> so let's start with the physical penetration changes. Okay. Um before we go into, I'm gonna. I, I've got the patch notes in front of me. In fact, mm-hmm. I will put them in the chat for everyone who's watching live at Twitch.tv/slash Prediction Esports. Uh, if you are listening, you can find these on the SmiteGame.com website or on the Smite subreddit. There's a pinned uh, post there. Um, overall, what are what were your general reactions to the physical penetration idea? If you're uninformed, basically what we did at the beginning of the season with magical penetration where we tried to make it less of a, I bought one item and now I've got all the pen I need. That was obsidian shard. Um, now is it physical has gone through the same thing, but it's a little bit of a bigger task because two to three different classes use the physical penetration trees. Whereas only one was really using the magical before. So it required a a much bigger scale of change. So what were your, what were your first reactions?
3: Uh, when I was watching on stream, I was freaking out. In a bad way. Uh, because the first two things they showed on stream were Titan's Vein and Executioner. That's right. Get them out. And I was like, what are they doing? I can't kill tanks anymore. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then as it went on, I was like, I like it. I like it. That's interesting. Um, I played a few games of PTS. I just played them. And I felt like I was doing more damage than before. Hmm. Like... Um, Ro gave me like a cooldown crit build with Atlantis Bow and like Malice and Fail Not and um it felt great. I was mm. just zooming around with Atlantis and Wind Demon and killing everyone.
2: I uh I've been seeing Roe give feedback in the in the pro Discord. Um, Roe seems like can can I just say that Roe sounds like the perfect coach? Like I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's doing all this math stuff behind the scenes. I've talked to him about the game before. I think he's got a really good mind for picks and bans and that kind of stuff. I, that's just a Roe appreciation moment from me. But
3: he, he's awesome, uh, um, best coach you ever had.
2: I think that the idea there. Do you agree that your power curve felt smoother? It wasn't like. Oh, I can't kill tanks. Oh, I can't kill tanks. I sold boots, bought titans, and now they're they're literal paper to me. Um, is the, Does it feel smoother now? Is that what you think you were feeling?
3: Yeah, so I was going Devos Boots, Atlantis Bow, and Atlantis has 20% pin on it now. And then I think I went fail not after that, so I had 30. Just kind of, I wouldn't say like easy penetration, but I definitely felt it when I was casting abilities on tanks in the beginning of fights. Because before, I would Artemis through three a tank and I'd be like, 150. Yep. <laughs> nice. That <laughs> felt good. Let me do that again. And, the, I mean, the numbers were, like, dramatically higher, but they were high enough to make me feel good about casting that ability. Sure. And before, you had to think a lot in fights. And I think ADC got easier because I'm not thinking about who I've applied executioner to yet. And I'm not playing around with that with, like, my abilities and who I'm focusing in fights. Uh, I think you can get execution uh, still, but I think it's mainly for objectives. And if you really need to burn a tank, kind of like before we built XE tie-ins, if you really have to kill their front line. I think it's the same thing now we just get your percent pin throughout your build. And if you need execution, I think you get it later as opposed to earlier. Because I think early XE, I think it's just kind of bad now. Um, really?
2: I'm kind of surprised, because it went down in cost. We'll start with the Executioner, mm-hmm. uh, so let me read the changes real quick. The cost of Xe went down from 2350 to 2200 gold, so it's 150 gold cheaper. Mm-hmm. The, the physical power went up from 30 to 35, so a 5 power buff. But it dec- it lost some passive shred, decreased passive shred from 12% per stack to 7% for per stack. And that's the big deal because you were getting 24% pen on two autos before, and now you're yeah. getting 21% on three, which is a big deal. But I feel like early it still, it should, it should feel better early or that it, that it did. I right.
3: Don't think the cheap cost warrants it being bought in that slot. Okay. Um, you might build it if you're trying to burn objectives And you have like your physical assassin is an auto attacker or you think you're going to be needing your assassin and you to be hitting the same targets early game or not early game, but like mid, I guess, uh, whenever you buy your third item, I think Atlantis is just a better item to get in that slot. Um, Atalanta seems nuts. Uh, that it's so much fun, dude, you get a kill and you are just zoomer (laughs) moding through the team fights. And then I had Atlantis and Wind demon and the amount of like mobility you get, I was playing Artemis as well. So Artemis two, my, my, my Artemis two was always up and I was just zoomer moding through every team fight. (laughs) But I feel like back, back to your point. I feel like Atlantis just, you're missing out a 1% pin there. And I think for 250 more gold, I think Atlantis is 2450. I think it's just better to get Atlantis there. Yeah. Um, you don't have to apply it uh, like you do with Executioner. And I feel like the passive on Atlantis is just amazing. You can just hyper carry a team fight if you get that going. And I think it's just by far just better.
2: Well, we'll get into Atlantis in just a second. I do want to touch on Titan's Bane just to keep it in order on the patch notes. i have to jump all okay. over the place. Uh, the changes to Titan's Bane. Increase the cost from 2,300 to 2,550. So an extra 250 gold there. Increase the power from 30 to 40. Added 20% physical penetration. So because the passive changes, it it was weird. The passive was the pen, not actually on the item. Uh, And the new passive, your first ability cast gains 20% physical penetration. This can occur only once every 10 seconds. So it's very similar to Obsidian Shard. That -hmm. passive will allow you to overcap on those abilities. Um... Do you think my first reaction is this item goes from hunters and assassins buying it to only assassins buying it and only mm-hmm. against certain types of compositions, but against those compositions I still think this item is really really good. Being able to get above the cap and getting 40% pen on something like I don't know, a Nemesis alt that's going to like hit a tank mm-hmm. right away seems pretty strong to me.
3: I think it's only going to be bought in very small cases into a very limited amount of comps where your main objective is just killing frontline. I think for an assassin, fitting the item in your build is kind of rough because you don't want to get it in... I th- in my opinion, I don't think you want to get that in your third or fourth slot because it's normally no. like your power, your flat pin, and your cooldown. And like Arundyte, Heartseeker, uh, Jones, like all of those are just better items, I think. Yeah, I think you're getting it like fifth or sixth or maybe I would say like seventh if you're selling boots. And if you really cannot get to their back line, I think that I don't know. I just feel like there's better items. Yeah, I think that item's really hard to fit in your build. And like you said, I don't think it's a hunter item at all. I don't think I'll ever be buying it. Um, I'm just trying to think like into like a triple frontline comp where you can't get to their back line. I think Nemesis is a good example, like you said, I don't know what other gods can actually utilize that to like what assassin wants to play towards frontline, you know?
2: Yeah, maybe something like Thor, where you feel like you can like wall their frontline off Mm -hmm. and then and then kill them. But I agree. I think it's going to be pretty hard to utilize. We'll see where Titan's Mm -hmm. Bane um, ends up. I think a lot of people thought the same about Obsidian Shard, and that's now bought every game again. So
3: very um, true. Very true.
2: We will see. Um, okay, Atalantis. I think this is the item that you should be playing with the most when you get mm-hmm. your hands on this. Because um, unless something changes, this item is... It's real good. Uh, so yep. you so you basically take the old Atalantis, and you take off the 10% movement speed, and you add 20% pen. That seems pretty good, though losing the movement speed certainly hurts. But the new <laughs> passive is if you receive a kill or assist on an enemy god, you gain Atalanta's Agility for 10 seconds. This effect increases your attack speed by 20% and decreases the movement penalty for attacking, backpedaling, and strafing by 50%. So you don't have true Hastened, but it feels really, really, really good. And it makes you really hard to hit while you're still putting out a lot of damage um do you think there's any I, I don't know i'm just looking at these stats i'm looking at the way the item works i can envision a world where atalanta's is not a part of every single hunter build um when yeah. it comes out of pts
3: i think it's at least 99 percent if not 100 that item it i feel like it just does so many things for ability-based hunters and auto attack hunters and hyper carry-esque hunters like if i'm chernabog and i'm ulting into a fight that i'm sick if i'm arm is playing towards their front line i'm sick like it works in so many different ways and it's relatively cheap and i think it just fits in like you said like you should just be buying this item third or fourth in my opinion basically every game
2: dude x ball with this item in lane like your boys are ganking solo and then you get the gas pedal to kill your to kill your adc
3: i didn't think about that that's actually insane
2: yeah that's gonna be nuts it's just like that is such an insane power spike for 10 seconds Mm -hmm. which is a long period of time in smite 20 percent attack speed and a huge movement speed increase and it's not even just movement speed it's the fact that you aren't as slow when you're basic attacking and strafing and backpedaling i don't know this item this item's nuts it's absolutely (laughs) crazy um Alright, rage got a small nerf on PTS, goes up a hundred gold. Um, I imagine this doesn't really affect rage's standing at all.
3: I think that is just a slap on the wrist, and the times you're buying rage before, you're still gonna be buying rage.
2: Makes sense to me. Best item in the game when you if you want to be critting, because it gives you like 55% crit forehead. Um Silver <laughs> Branch. Hundreds, like- <laughs> yeah, come on now. <laughs> Silver branch bow. Uh This item got some changes as well. It got added 10% physical penetration, removed the 10 flat pen, and increased the physical power gain from passive from one and a half to two per stack. I think this does put this item in a position where it can actually be bought uh, on certain certain gods. Still not sure on like the Apollo strat of not building a whole lot of attack speed and then getting Silver Branch just like slam during your passive. Mm -hmm. I think that you do want to buy this when you're at like, basically cap and then you've got an attack speed steroid that's going to take you way over cap and turn it into a super steroid do you have you experimented with this item at all do you feel like it has a place
3: i was playing with the builds a little bit in jungle practice but it's really hard to tell how good a build actually is outside of that i think i mean this item before the math guys despite, were saying that this item is like that Apollo build or whatever. Yeah. We built full attack speed, all the bows. They're saying it was really good. And then I play tested a few times. I was like, this feels terrible.
1: <laughs> so
3: <laughs> I would need the math guys to come together again and like really convince me that this is better than crit builds and like or you can build it with crit builds. I don't know. Like maybe you go with, with wind demon and just a lot of I mean, attack yeah. speed, I don't
2: know. poison star still has some attack speed though that got nerfed um yeah i don't know i uh, i feel like in theory it should be really good exactly but it's just it's just not i don't know i don't know what to say it's just not that good okay eight point shuriken this is the wind demon tree uh just the tier two Lost attack speed reduced from 10% to 7%. That's because I believe both items got hit on there. No, wouldn't even say the same. Poison Star lost some attack speed, but mm-hmm. that's to give it some room to grow into Poison Star. But there is a new shuriken. It's called Shadow Steel Shuriken. It's purple now. Uh, it's 2500 gold. It has 20 physical power, 10% attack speed, and 20% crit chance. And its passive is enemies hit by your critical strikes have 40% reduced healing and regeneration for eight seconds. Do you think that you'll be buying this in crit builds against hunters or against healers? Because if it's not being bought there, I don't think it's being bought at all.
3: I think if they had, I would say like four soft heals or probably three soft heals and a big boy heal, I would think about buying that. Like, it was like a hell, with like a Hercules, Kamazots, I don't know, some other healing. Bro, if like you're not
2: buying anymore. it against Kamaherk Hell Comp, what's the point? <laughs> right, that's a bad example. Of yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were going to be mean, like, uh, if they've got, I don't know, like a Glad Shield on the other team or something like that. Like, well, old Glad Shield, that got changed. Yeah. Um, But if you're not considering buying against all that, then this item doesn't deserve to exist, right?
3: I mean, that's honestly where at the point I'm at. I would not want to buy this item unless we were desperately in the advantage. I would just be like, last, can you get a brawler's Vin, Can you get to divine? you know, I don't really want to sack damage in my build. So if you guys could do that for me, that'd be great. I'm just
2: surprised at how little physical power it has. I feel like it's stats are really what hold it back. Not necessarily the passive 20 power, 10% attack speed mm-hmm. is really terrible. Is really low. It's mm-hmm. really low, and it's the it's twenty five hundred gold. If this were like, you know, ten percent, yeah, if it were ten percent crit chance and two thousand gold, that would make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the stats are just too low to justify buying this item. Maybe if you're mid laners like Giannis or someone who really doesn't want to buy Divine Ruin that just like does not apply it well at all, I could mm-hmm. see this as like a sixth item, but. I'm not loving it necessarily. It's just
3: hard because in my opinion, you would need it with like a rage build. And if you're going devos, boots, rage, Exe, and then this item, that's a weird curve. Yeah. And with the Exe nerf, you're not doing that much damage. And like, it's an RNG passive, unless you have like rage and rage, I would say three crit items, basically. And yes. one of those being Rage.
2: It's 20%, right? So if you have Rage yeah. plus this, it's 75%. That's still pretty good odds.
3: It's it's hard to... I, for some reason in my head, it's hard to justify buying this over current Toxic Blade. I don't know why. But my brain is just like, Toxic Blade, very good item against healers. Like, I don't want to get Brawlers, obviously. This item I don't want to get unless I have, like you said, 75% crit at least.
2: Yeah. Toxic Blade having more attack speed i want to say and mm-hmm. movement speed and flat pen just kind of makes it better i think mm-hmm. but maybe not i don't know it, those it, are just bad stats bro yeah the stats are just bad I, I think that if the if the stats got buffed it would have a it'd have a place but if you, if it basically just like matched wind demon or poison star stats without their passives and just had that passive instead. Mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty easy to switch one of those out for mm-hmm. Shadowsteel Siriken when you need it, but as it for stands, sure. don't think you're going to see much play. Um okay, Poison Star got a nerf, decrease the attack speed from 15% to 10%, but increase the physical power from 30 to 35. I do think that that is a net nerf. Um mm-hmm. but not a massive one. I imagine in crit builds you're still bu- building Poison Star the vast majority of the time.
3: And I think with steroid hunters, you won't feel this. Like, if you're putting Poison Star on Rama and Artemis and Chernabog, I think it still fits. I think on non-steroid hunters, I think it would just feel really bad to lose that
2: 5%. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Uh, Wind Demon it got, also got some changes. Uh, th- these are also straight nerfs, although actually a pretty big change towards the passive that I forgot about. Yeah, Decrease man. the crit trance from 20% to 15%. Decrease the physical power from 30 to 25, but now the passive now provides 10% physical penetration in addition to the attack speed and movement speed. So once you crit, you will then get pen moving forward. Uh, this item is now—it was already in 100% of hunter builds because every <coughs> hunter was building crit. If crit is good, Wind Demon will be in every build uh, because that pen mm-hmm. is just too important. I think.
3: Yeah, the build that I went had Adelantis, Wind Demon, and Fail Not, so I was at forty percent. And you have a ton of cooldown, and a ton of penetration, and you're Zoomer Boy, and Zoomer Boy on ADCs feels so great, and you were just flying around the team fights.
2: You getting season and, one, uh, season one vibes, upgraded Sprint dude,
3: three, so much fun. I. I feel like this was an overall buff for hunters in terms of quality of life, like mentally how we feel going into the games. <laughs> and in team fights it just feels great. Like the ten percent pin like with the crit builds, once you get the Windyman passive, in my opinion, you're keeping it throughout the entire uh, entire team fight. Like yeah. unless your RNG is really bad, but most of the time you get that passive going and you get the passive the whole fight.
2: It's kind of like anti-Titans vein. Your first thing doesn't do as much, but then everything after that will do more, uh, which is the opposite of Titans. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all the UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's word BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, next up is Soul Eater. Um, this got some changes, decreased cost from 2,300 to 2,100. So now pretty cheap did lose 10 power from 40 to 30, remove the 200 mana, but added 10% physical penetration and now provides 5% ability lifesteal. Even before stacks are completed and the item evolves. Um, I don't think this is uh, a hunter item by any stretch though. 2,100 gold is really cheap. So I could see it maybe sneaking its way in as the, uh, If you're an ability hunter like Chiron or Medusa, that could actually make uh leverage the ability lifesteal, but do you think that this item could now see play in the jungle or in solo lane or something like that?
3: In solo, maybe, because of I think the overall meta over there might shift towards assassins and more aggressive warriors on the Glad Shields out. Um yeah, for Assassins, I don't think so. I think the stats aren't assassiny. I feel like they're not playing towards Ability life still. Maybe this is like a Pele Bridge item, 3rd or 4th. Yeah. But most likely not. Uh, the 10% pin for Assassins, I mean, it'd be like a nice curve upwards if you're looking to gank solo lane a lot. But if you're looking to kill backline, probably not. I just feel like the pin tree... Uh, Aaron Diet, Hartziger, all those are like too good not to gain your build. And I feel like if you go those items, it's really hard to fit Solider in there. I feel yeah. like it's just a weird curve for man, when you're it's getting so this item. Ch-
2: it's so cheap. Like 2,100 gold is but so cheap.
3: For 30 power, that just feels so bad.
2: It does evolve to 40. Uh, whenever you evolve, oh. but all right, all right. Yeah, all right.
3: <laughs> seventy-five minions later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, in lane, it's both sides. You know, you're stacking that pretty quickly at the very least, dude. I remember, <laughs> God, what season was it when Pon Pon pitched this, uh, this uh, an an item that would give you ability lifesteal for physicals? And we were all like, "Bro, Thor is gonna be spinning in the middle of a team fight. They're gonna full heal. It's gonna be so op." never bought ever it's been impossible to make this item attractive it feels like
3: i think give it bancross passive and people will buy it hmm.
2: it's interesting
3: but right now it, i was again doing it in general practice trying to fit this out of my build and every time it just feels so bad for 40 power like the 10 yeah. percent is nice but i feel like there's other items you can just go that are just better i feel like the ability lifesteal and its current form is cute. Yeah. But not good enough to warrant purchasing.
2: Uh, like, Thunderclouds it, in chat says King Arthur is going to rush this instead of Glad Shield and Solo. It's worth testing. That's interesting. Yeah. Not always- having any physical defense really it makes a huge difference, especially with the changes from Warrior's Blessing as well to reduce the, losing that flat reduction. That mm-hmm. makes him so much harder to play the early lane. Because you're getting minion aggro all the time. And so to go straight into another item that doesn't have any defense is going to be tough. But Mm -hmm. the boy will be healing a lot. Because he... I mean, you're rolling buttons all the time. So
3: it's interesting. I think it's also a good pub stomp item. It's just fun, man. Yeah. Fun item. But I don't think junglers will ever buy it. Soul laners, it'll be a cute ranked item. I think.
2: Yeah. And then...
3: I'll, I'll I'll have to do a lot of testing with this item because before I always am a soul eater fan. I keep trying to make this item work, and every time I buy it, I'm like, <laughs> "Why? Why do I keep trying to do this?" Man? You're just
2: trying to go back to the days where Soul Eater had defense and gave you the burst heal uh, whenever you fell too low. That, that was all awesome. the tanky hunter meta. Puke, by the way. Uh, Cherrio in chat says Nika has been rushing it in lane versus Guardians. I can see that, where you're not as worried about taking so much damage, so you can go something that doesn't have defense early. Um, I'll bet you it scales really well. Like, if you rotate, and the enemy mid laner doesn't have Divine, and the jungler doesn't have Beatstick, I'll bet mm-hmm. you you can 1v3 with this item, for sure, having solo lane farm. So I like that idea. Um...
3: It's kind of the same idea as old Guardians going, like, Pythags and solo, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: Yep, yeah, I can see it. All right, Heartseeker uh, getting a change as well. Decreased the cost from 3,100 to 2,900, so 200 gold cheaper on the best assassin item in the game. Uh, (laughs) Removed 10 physical penetration and added 10% physical penetration. So it loses 10 flat pen, gains 10% pen. Uh, It's got to be a net buff, right? Like 10 flat pen, I know I'm the one that preaches all the time that flat pen is broken and that you should, everyone undervalues it and it's worth like, 2x on on damage and that kind of stuff. It's so worth it. But the 200 gold difference on this item makes a lot of difference, I feel like. And getting it to scale better into the late game um, with 10% against frontliners makes it even better.
3: I'm just thinking, why? I think
2: think they were concerned about assassins being like, oh, I lost Titans Bane.
3: But here's the thing. That's like so, well, I'm just talking about like the cost reduction.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> this, <laughs> this item's B roke, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh okay. Oh, uh, yes. Chariot brings up a good idea. They buffed Heartseater to make sure that Arachne Bakakali don't dominate the meta. There are a lot of items that that help th- those characters out for sure. So this does... I mean, I guess there is some reason to incentivize you to play a more ability assassins than, than auto attackers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This item is still going to be bought every game on ability assassins, mm-hmm. as it should be, because that's what... Uh, I, Heartseeker, I hate it as a backliner. I'm sure you hate it as well, Barra. It is a necessary evil in the game. Because if you recall, before Heartseeker... If you played something like Thor or even Thanatos, you had to build Bruiser. You had to build Tank because you just didn't scale well enough into late. And I think that the overall idea of Smite game is healthiest when assassins can one-shot backliners. And I can one-shot them in return. I think that's what's the most fun to play, watch, and is just the best game. So I'm okay with it.
3: Not fun to play, but uh, I'll 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 jump on board the ship.
2: <laughs> all right, cool, thanks, Bear. Um, all You're right, <laughs> Fail Not only change added ten percent physical penetration. You said you you have been building this and liking it quite a bit because I was thinking I... That in the crit crit meta, like when Chernobog was meta and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Fail Not wasn't being bought. I felt like it was still good.
3: It's basically me and Ro have talked about this a lot. I think. Every crit item right now is really good, except for the anti heal one. Um, I think all the items are just so sick. I think for steroid hunters, this item is just so good. Yeah. You get so many stats, and it's just a flat buff. They just gave you 10% pin for free. And people stopped buying it when they nerfed it, I think, by 5% crit chance,
2: I think. Something like that, yeah.
3: And... I still try to make it work. I still try to make it work, and with the ten pin, I think, with like I said, steroid hunters and ability based hunters, sometimes I think you get a lot of value out of fail not.
2: Yeah, this item's good. It, it it's just like such a sick stat stick, and then mm-hmm. the passive is good as well for not so much for your guardian to be critting people, but to maybe lets you maybe on a steroid hunter because you are going to get so much crit chance from fail not after you alt. You can go something like Silver Branch instead and and try and get more pen that way and and a whole bunch of power from using your steroid instead of having to build Poison Star or something like that. Though Poison Star passive is pretty nuts, so maybe you should keep building it. Um, All right, Masamune, uh, remove from the game, F in the chat. Uh, It's similar stats can be found in a new item in the Hammer Tree called The Sledge. And we'll get to The Sledge in a little bit. But it has been replaced by Serrated Edge. It's 2,400 gold. 40 physical power, 10% lifesteal, 10% movement speed, 20% physical penetration, and the passive is, if all three of your non-ultimate abilities are on cooldown, gain 40 basic attack power and 10% lifesteal. Arachne, the item. Uh, mm-hmm. Arachne loves this item, and that's the only character I could see building it every single game.
3: yeah. I think it's really awkward to play around this passive in a team fight because I feel like you're going to bait yourself into pressing all of your buttons. Yeah. You might hit all your buttons, but they're probably poorly timed given the team fight. I think it's just an odd item to buy. I agree. Cherry said, show me 20% pin. I think that's just an awkward stat because on assassins, you're not really looking to maximize your penetration Maybe, I mean, I think this is kind of awkward in the same way that Titan's bane is awkward, where it just kind of makes you want to kill Tanks. And I think the passive is really hard to use. I think there's a few cute scenarios, like you said, with Arachne, where you can just all in and get the yeah. passive. But outside of that, like if you built it on Kali, it's really good if you're leading with jump, obviously, and stunning and twoing. But a lot of times you're not doing that. And I don't think you're doing that same thing for Baka. If you're leading with jump to gank, that's weird. And I don't, I don't even know what other gods would utilize that.
2: Yeah. But the base, it, it, ha- it, be- it being only basic attack power is really important yeah. because like Thor would be nuts if this was just, you gain power because you could like do the combo off of your dunk in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's only basic attack power, he doesn't really want it baka should ideally be jumping in because of the passive well it's not the passive it's the effect mm-hmm. on on his jump which is like a mm-hmm. mini sunder but that's just not realistic a lot of times i wonder if it's like dude you know what would make this item broken if instead of your non-ultimate abilities being on cooldown if you have you if one of you if you had just used a relic like after a little bit after mm-hmm. using a relic you got the yeah. buff because that would let you blink and use it um That'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. I don't know. The the stats are good enough that maybe even if you don't leverage the ability, the passive all the time, it might be worth buying anyways.
3: It does have movement speed on it, which all movement speed items are, in my opinion, inherently broken.
2: Yep. Well, you have Atlantis, so you don't get to complain anymore.
3: Dude, my items are so good. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's awesome. All right, clip it. We've got it right there. We're taking it (laughs) to the balance team and we're nerfing it all. We got it. We got Uh, it. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: that's fine. It's, I, I had my fun on my two PTS games. All
2: right, perfect. Um, does it, uh, Twinkie asks in chat, does it work on Erlong while his one is active? I think Erlong 1 doesn't go on cooldown until after its effect is over, I want to say. So it wouldn't be ideal on Erlong. But that's my a good idea of a character it, for it.
3: But I'm pretty sure they were wrong. Pretty sure you're right. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure it doesn't go on cooldown because because the, then the CD gets reduced for each auto <laughs> attack you land. So... I can't imagine it'd be, it'd be honestly, permanently up. Yeah, exactly. But that's a a perfect character for it. If it did mm-hmm. work the other way. Um, okay. Now we're getting into some of the warrior items. So this is a little bit more speculation and less uh, expertise, at least by the, the ADC brain over here. Um, Gladiator. <laughs> shield, <laughs> sorry. Gladiator <laughs> shield. Uh, now a tier three <laughs> item, no longer a tier two. The old glad shield of sustain is gone. It's 2,500 gold. 25 physical power, 200 HP, 40 per, 40 physical prot, and 10% CDR. With the passive, any enemy god who is under 50% health takes bonus damage from your abilities equal to 15 plus 2 per level bonus physical damage. Triggers only once per enemy per ability. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of people experimenting with this quite yet. It does feel like it's a, in a kind of weird spot, mm-hmm. but... I can see it being okay. The stats are kinda not that great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
3: I think it's a hard one to defend the builds. Yeah, I, I agree. If the CDR was a little bit higher, it would be. I guess it can't be fifteen. Fifteen, like five percent, is just awkward to put yeah, we on. Yeah, you can't
2: item, put. We don't, it's only ten or twenty.
3: Yeah, I. I don't know. For my giant adc brain <laughs> right it's a very awkward item to build because the passive if the passive was like maybe 75 percent health i would see more value but i think it's just a weird item to build and to find a spot for like what you want to do with this item
2: yeah Cherry <sighs> saying in chat why would you ever build it over glad shield i i like i I think that or over void shield. I think he's kind of on the right track. That's definitely the the slot it's competing in. Maybe on someone like Cacullin, who you feel like you can, you know, you've got more buttons to press that you can leverage more passive procs. Maybe, but I agree. It's kind of it's kind of in the middle of the road. It's not bad, but it, I don't think it's good enough right mm-hmm. now and for the record i'm down with all that because we've seen gladiator shield be so Go good on. for so long it is okay for this item to be bad that's all i'm saying yep. um, okay. okay berserker shield this is actually getting back into the hunter realm because i've seen a lot <laughs> of hunter players playing with this now also a tier three item builds off of tower shield just like gladiator shield it's 2500 gold 40 physical power 30 physical protection 20% attack speed, 10% physical penetration, and the passive is if you drop below 40% HP, you become Berserk. Berserk provides 20 physical power and 20% attack speed, lasts for five seconds, and refreshes on if healed and then redamaged. Have you, uh, have you tried this at all? I know I've seen a lot of people going at third item.
3: I haven't tried it yet, but it's a very fun item to think about. I think this is a more... I think it's just a better version of Serrated Edge. <laughs> sure. Because
2: it, it has some protection, right?
3: Yeah, and I feel like you're always getting value of the passive. Well, probably like 75% of the time, getting value of the passive. Probably the other 25% you're running away. But this just has a lot of good anti-dive on it that hunters desire. And like the 30 physical process is going to help you a lot versus warriors and assassins. The attack speed's nice, physical pin's nice, the power is pretty high. It's 40 power. And then and you get up to 60
2: when you go down.
3: Yeah, and I I just think this item is insane.
2: Yeah, you I, go to up to 40% attack speed. There's probably a world where you want to build. I wonder if there's a world where you start like tower shield, you start round shield, finish mm. your boots, finish Berserkers, and then go Aussie. And then it's just like if you ever get low. You become mm-hmm. this impossible to kill power, attack, speed, lifesteal machine. Um, I, I think that this is this is really good, potentially, <laughs> for Hunters. For Warriors, I can see it, again, like... I think that Mystical might come back in the meta, because Mystical kind of was in favor, then dropped off. I can see Mystical being more popular now. Um, do I want this instead of Mystical mail? Maybe on something like Osiris. But, I don't know. Uh, it, it feels kind of awkward for Warrior still.
3: I think this is a decent item for diving into a double physical backline as an assassin. Or as an auto-attack assassin.
2: Yeah, like Arachne but, loves this, right?
3: Yeah. Arachne, I feel like... It feels like a trend. Maybe, maybe Baka, but probably not Baka, Maybe Mercury, but probably not. I feel like there's just probably better items there. Um. Yeah. But And then on Warriors, it's like, in my opinion, it's just another cute item where, like, Bologna can use this in lane. Probably Kokolon can use this in lane. Maybe it's uh, like, an Amaterasu full attack speed build that can maybe utilize this in lane. Yeah. But I think it's just a cute item for Warriors, and I feel like this is just a good anti-dive item for Hunters.
2: I just don't feel like the protections are enough to be a frontline item. Only 30 prots and, and no health. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough. I don't think that you can really justify sure, yeah. a zero health 30 prot item. It's 2500 <laughs> gold. Um as a frontliner. As a backliner, you definitely can. Um Yeah. Okay. Here's some health, the Sledge. It's God. now in the hammer tree, 2300 gold, 40 physical power, 300 health, 150 mana and 20% crowd control reduction. For each enemy within 55 units, you gain 10 magical and physical protection stacking up to three times. This item's nuts. It is Mm -hmm. absolutely nuts. Uh, You're going to be seeing this a lot on warriors, potentially on assassins. Um, Yeah, this item's just good.
3: I would think about buying this as a hunter. If I was into a heavy dive, heavy crowd control frontline, Mm. but most of the time, not like, yeah. It'd probably be a cute item for honors. Like Berserker's just better
2: like, for you, right? Because yeah, of the attack speed. Exactly. Yep. Um But if you're playing something weird, maybe Sledge. Yeah, Sledge just seems good, man. It turns out cheap HP is really good.
3: Like, I hate items like this.
2: Dude, do you remember how busted <laughs> Blackthorn had to get before people started <laughs> buying it? That item that might have been the best item ever in Smite. Like legitimately. The 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 best form of Blackthorn hammer absolutely insane
3: 450 health right for 2k
2: something like that like 450 health for like 2100 or 2k like (coughs) kill me i hate it it's just
3: like it just fulfills so many things you need in those builds yep i think maybe you can fit this into like Ravana build maybe like a thor build somewhere if you like want to be that tanky assassin but with how sh- actually with how strong damage assassin items are, this might just be a warrior only bridge item.
2: Yeah, we'll Arundite see. is kind of t- like it's kind of taken the slot that was <laughs> reserved for this like third item power and HP hybrid. Like Arundite is just so nuts on like Robin that I feel like that competes with Sledge. But against <laughs> certain comps, maybe Sledge is better. Um, I don't know. I That's think the CCR good. is definitely something to think about. Yes, dude. CCR is broken, and no one, so, no yeah. one, like no casuals talk about it ever. CCR is yep. so good against heavy, heavy uh, CC comps. Overall, this just leads me back to the road of Spirit Robe is the best item in the game, and that's all I'm saying because yep. that item is insane. Uh, okay, now we move on to Assassin's Blessing. Uh, increase the health from fifty to one hundred. Now provides seven physical and magical power. And increased the healing from Jungle Monsters from 7% to 8%. Decreased bonus damage done to Jungle Monsters from 40% to 30%. Um, some changes, uh, Jungle time. Uh, jungle Camps also got massive changes. They all got abilities, basically. Um, that's. I, I encourage you to read the patch notes, because we can't go through all of them. We're already getting pretty close to time, I just realized. Uh, but any quick thoughts on Assassin's Blessing? Because that's, you know, what it's assassins who knows
3: my giant AC brain says right. better early and worse late.
2: Cool. Good or by me. Later. Cherry wants us to give it more magical power. No, we're not making guardian jungles better. Cherry. And that's all I'm no. about that. Please. Uh, Warlock staff increase base power from 65 to 85 decreased base power per stack from one to 0.8. That means the total power is increased by five. You just get 20 more of it up front. This item is sleeper. Really good. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll finally start being bought after this.
3: Uh, I think with this and the next book of Thoth change, I feel like the double saying Baba Yaga build just got way better.
2: Oh, Baba's going to be so nuts, dude. Um, yeah. Decreased cost on book of Thoth from 2650 to 2500. That's what Barrow was talking about. Okay. We actually, I think do need to move on because I want to talk about some hunter changes uh, like actual gods, but real quick Nemean lion change uh
3: trash item guy really good mail renewal way better bring delicious. up akate one of the best items in the game oh in my opinion Magical ADCs, in my opinion will come back really strong oh uh probably some hunter mid-action look out for ssg <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah uh yeah and then I'll, I'll let you take back over you know right. I just wow
2: that was some it. good hosting by you baron that, was, you. that was solid Thank work you.
3: I was in an assault term, by the way, so I got practice.
2: Oh man, I'm sure that is. Uh, <laughs> I have to go back and watch that. You're so lucky that I didn't, that I couldn't play. Throw another one so I can play, or else you're a coward. That's all there is to it. Um, it. Zoomed out. Ratatosker changes. Uh, oh, general yeah. feels.
3: I think the tank acorns are way better than the aggressive acorns, but the aggressive acorns are still really good. So I think across the board, rats insane uh, will be prioritized heavily. Going to. Uh, the next SPL split unless it gets nerfed. I
2: I wish I would have clipped Scream's reaction when he was reading patch notes. He he was like, Oh my god, they made the headbutt build even better. That's what he calls the rat one. <laughs> he called yeah. it the headbutt. Uh, because of the crit acorn, which should be fun. Um okay, Apollo, we're going I'm gonna just try and go over some of the big changes here for gods and hunters in particular. Um, Apollo increased physical protections on Serenade, Serenade from 10 to 30 to 15 to 35. So just is five at each rank and adjusted mes duration was 1.1 to 2.3. Now it's 1.5 to 2.3. So it's better at lower ranks and uh, increased the scaling on his ultimate from 30% to 40%. That's overall 120 to 160. If you hit all the ticks, will this God finally be playable again? I, I don't know.
3: I think that I think Apollo right out or was right outside of the playable realm. Last split, I would play him consistently in scrims, and he was just right there, of just like not being good enough because because he's just so easily gankable by the current junglers, and the the other hunters just do more in team fights in my opinion because he's an auto attack based god with an ultimate that takes forever to get off in team fights. Yeah, um, and the ultimate's also really awkward to use in a team fight. Whereas Chernabog, you can just go up, go down, reset your cooldowns. Apollo, you're just looking for that perfect ult, and he flanked on a frontliner doesn't feel good. But maybe with the new builds, he might be really good because the build or the ults will actually do damage to frontliners now.
2: Oh, that's a good point. They're well, having a lot more percent pen early on, 160 percent scaling is nuts. By the way, it's a Hebo ult. Basically. You're gonna get you're gonna get one shot by that thing as a backliner. I'm not looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baba Yaga got a buff. This god's nuts. Uh, she was nuts <laughs> before. People are dumb um, for thinking she's bad. Uh, Chiron increased the damage on his one uh, went from 80 to 300 to 100 to 300 so 20 at level one is a big deal And increase scaling on his 2 by 10% from 70 to 80% I think Chiron was also kind of sleeper I think he's going to be good
3: The his dash just sucks the steroid on his dash just sucks and he's a really hard god to utilize effectively to his I'd say maximum ceiling in a team fight Yeah, I think his one needs to be birthed Burfed, okay. Buffed at, <laughs> burfed. buffed at the top end, or burfed, as I am very intelligent. Um, and the master shot feels really good as you're ulting through a team fight late game, because it's an auto aim ability. You're just gonna hit everyone with it. Um, I don't think he's. I think he's better in the slots he was playable before, but I don't think he's like.
2: Yeah, uh, play him in mid. That's where he he's better in mid. Okay. I think. I think he's nuts in okay. mid um play him there uh cupid minions take an additional 50 percent from the heart bomb explosion and from the initial hit does this change cupid significantly
3: yeah fortunately for me i landed against cupid and i was like dear god he just one shot my melees and that seems good it's actually really cool to play against because you're like oh cool like keeping clear waves now but probably in a competitive setting in SPL, i'll be saying like, I, we should not let this, let this god open.
2: Wow, that good, huh? That's really well, fun.
3: I think, like, I think Cupid's kind of the same as Chiron, where when he's really good, he is insane. Yeah. But it, the other, like, base hunters are just better if you're top-picking them, obviously. Like, they just... It's just easier. You're not going to top through your Cupid unless you're playing towards a certain style, basically. Sure. But he is just better.
2: Uh, Medusa got insane buffs. Uh mm-hmm. her 1 now has 4 charges at all ranks. Her 2 increased the scaling from 70% to 80% and increased the range from 40 to 45. And the lacerate root duration her dash <laughs> went from 0.5 seconds to 1 second. bera you and I had once talked about how we could make Medusa better and you told me to make her dash smaller. Um I don't think that would have got over super well with the community. <laughs> how, how do you think that These changes affected her instead.
3: Uh, I think you might be able to dash. Like, in the situations where you can't dash past someone, you might be able to dash and then walk around them because the route is so long now. Hmm. Um, I think the acid spray feels way better because that ability before in teamfights felt so bad. It was like using an Apollo one, and you're just hitting for like 150. The Viper Shot buff is insane. I think that is so good. And if people aren't thinking... That's gonna trade early or change early boxing. They're insane,
2: dude. Like that. that ability it's is just insane. nuts. Yeah, remember how nuts this god was on release? Uh, I don't remember exactly what the yeah. range was on Acid Spray, <laughs> but it was like fifty-five. I want to say or something like that. It was just across insane. The lane. Yeah, across the whole lane, it was impossible to miss. Um, okay, Neath, Uh she got a couple buffs. Uh, backflip. The animation and travel time of this ability has been sped up by twenty-five percent. Broken weave. That's the passive. Uh, All enemies now see Neath base skin weave models, even if Neath has a skin equipped, God bless. And then here's the spicy one, Unravel. So decrease the attack speed buff from 30% or debuff from 30% to 18, scaling up to 30%, because instead of just debuffing their auto attack speed, it now steals that attack speed from enemy gods only. So you get, it's it's a double swing. If you decrease them by 30%, you get 30% which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Adjust the debuff debuff duration from two to six seconds to four seconds at all ranks and hitting multiple gods will debuff all of them, but you only get one of those stacks uh, mm-hmm. for yourself. This has to make the God viable, right? Like it has oh. to.
3: That backflip is so fast. Yep. She feels so good. And the unravel for boxing. I think there's some situations where you might look to max that early. and play around your steroid and forcing or forcing them to like move to a certain area of the lane and just use it for basically zoning. I, I think she's really good. I don't know if she's a top pick, top band, like something you can just top three every game. But I think she is very, very, very good,
2: man. It, it's flexible. I think you can still play it in mid lane. Um, (laughs) The power pen build that people were going on Uler, I think, was really good on her. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think Neath is gonna be really good. I, the hunter meta just got shifted so much between items mm-hmm. and all of the bad hunters, pretty much, like Chiron, Medusa, Neath. At least bad at a top level. Um, Apollo all get buffs. Uh it's gotta be an exciting time to play at ADC, man, because it's like so much, so much new stuff to play and, and different builds as well.
3: I'll finally get to build something else. <laughs> it's been seven and a half years.
2: Of building XE.
3: Of building XE. Yep. And I mean we've had like little meadows. We got the golden bow. That was a <clears throat> that was a that was Good a time. Smite. Yeah.
2: We were we were talking about this actually. <laughs> Has there ever been a meta where Xe was not built? And I can only think of one off the top of my head, and I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'm pretty sure it was when Aussie had just been made into a tier three item instead of a tier two and its mm-hmm. stats were really nuts. And you would go Ichabal and Aussie instead of building Exie. i That's the only meta where I can think Exie was not played.
3: And I think Titans was like insane then, right? So Titans yeah. just subbed that slot. Um, also the ability based hunters, if you're going the like penetration build that I went with like Wind Demon and Atlantis and uh, fail not. I think you can basically go that on most hunters, and you have crit, you have cooldown, you have penetration. So everything, like literally every part of your kit, is going to do a lot of damage. That seems and good. I think, I think for Neef, it will just be a cute build, and I don't know. There's just so many different ways you can take hunter builds right now, and the meta. I I'm pretty sure Jing will be pushed out unless she's still really good in certain slots.
2: Uh Bear, I heard you were a bit offended that Mike put you as uh the oh. iconic jing main.
3: That doesn't even start. Oh no. Like
2: we don't have time for this, Bear. Come on now.
3: I need like a, th- a few therapy sessions.
2: Maybe we like, you know that would be a fun podcast episode to have us do the iconic gods uh, player combos for each god like like Mike did. I think we could do that
3: i would not give pbm
2: anything really i would give pbm um i think mike's up there for athena when i think of athena players i think of mike and um when i think of cerberus players i think of mike and
3: Artie. yeah i never think of mike
2: okay fair enough (laughs) sorry man i don't know okay (laughs) maybe we don't do that episode who knows um All right, chat. We do have to start wrapping it up, but I thought of a topic, even though you guys were all saying things, I didn't really read all of them and decided instead on something that I was thinking about in the back of my head. So apologies for that. Um, I'm, I'm taking a road trip tomorrow we're, I'm I'm driving back home, going to Pittsburgh for a little bit, uh, which does potentially affect next podcast episode. We might be taking another week off while I'm away. Um, and then coming back and and doing some downtime content. But Barra, what are some of your, uh, big road trip trip like tips. What do you you like to do? How do you keep yourself entertained during a a road trip?
3: Uh, There was one time I came back from Orlando and I was hungover. And so you open up all the windows Mm. and uh, turn your music up all the way and pray the time away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst advice I've ever heard in my whole life. (laughs) That sounds horrible. What are you talking about? Why would you ever drive on the highway with your windows all down? That sounds awful. It
3: was when I was coming back from my, or I had to move into my apartment the next day. And we had just like had a lot of fun the previous night. And I had to be there that morning and it was an eight hour drive. And, uh, that's, uh, that's my life, you know? Wow.
2: <laughs> Sounds like you made some bad decisions leading up to that point. No? I did. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> For me, what I'm going to be doing, because my advice is going to be far be- better than Vera's here, what we make mean? the drive to Pittsburgh at least once a year, most of the times twice. Um, number one, find some good podcasts like The Backliners or anything else on the Prediction Esports Network. But uh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I've been stockpiling some uh, to listen to. So that'll be good. Um, I, uh, in the lead up to driving, I, in particular, do not listen to any new music like that. Any of my favorite bands have put out. And then I save it for the drive. Uh, that's a, uh, that's a good call. Um, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, sleep. if you aren't, it's, if it's, you're not your turn to drive. Um, and, uh, Here's another thing. I I try not to worry too much about getting there at a certain time. Like if I'm trying to race the clock, it just feels so much worse. It feels like it goes so much longer. If I just accept that like my day is over and this is just how I'm spending my day. uh, It's not quite as bad. You know, it feels like it goes a little bit faster that way.
3: (laughs) It goes way faster. if You open your windows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It literally does go slower because that increases your (laughs) resistance. (laughs) <laughs> and makes it makes you have to use more gas to go faster that's uh that's that's the problem Steeler 1107 asks in the chat if i'm getting some permannies when i come of course i am Steeler. of course i'm gonna be getting permannies for takeout because uh you shouldn't be eating indoor rest in indoor restaurants right now during a pandemic what is that? permannies oh barra give it a quick google um it's a famous pittsburgh sandwich place where the whole shtick is that everything's on the sandwich it comes with fries on it and coleslaw, and it is disgusting and delicious all at once. Uh, I love it. Deep into my core, I crave this heinous concoction on a regular basis. It's fantastic.
3: French fry on a sandwich?
2: Yeah, Pittsburgh's thing is that we put French fries on, like, everything. Like, in, if you order a salad in a lot of places in Pittsburgh, there will be French fries on it. It's like a thing. Why? We We love... We love it. I don't know. Not this just,
3: like just it. looks like a turkey sandwich with French fries and lettuce and a tomato.
2: No lettuce. That's coleslaw. That's that's a certain type of coleslaw. French fries, tomato, and a thin slice of provolone cheese on thick Italian bread. That's what Permanis is all about.
3: Your mouth is literally water. Man, I can't
2: wait. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna be grabbing some sheets on the way up as well. I can't. I can't wait to get back there. Um, it's gonna be awesome. It's it's the best. I- it's the best. We love it. Okay. Um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Backliners. Again, make sure you're following us at us uh, on our Spotify and Apple podcast links. You can find those in the chat, on our tweets, on Reddit, all that kind of stuff. Um, make sure you're also following all the other Prediction Esports stuff. They have some, some really great podcasts on a lot of different esports, so make sure you check those out. Um, I'll be tweeting out about what are, we're going to do next week, but I think for now we're, we are going to have to take another week off because I'm traveling. But then we'll be back, and I think during the downtime before SPL, something along the lines of iconic player-god combos and, and things like that uh, will probably be the direction we take it. Because that sounds fun, <laughs> except if is gonna decide not to participate and just be a jerk about it. Bera uh, <laughs> will be the Jing main, and I won't apologize for that. Okay? Thank, you. That's, Thank you. You'll also likely be Soul, so at least you'll have that going for you. Um, thanks everyone for watching. We'll catch you next time here on the Backliners.
3: Bye! Bye. Bye.